It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. This is Debbie Kiever. I'm here with Laura Pereno. Laura, we are in our month-long series called When We Pray, and last week was so fun listening to Sam and Cindy Sorbello share their amazing story about their prayer lives and what God is doing in and through them in Ocean City. Uh, they're personal friends of mine, and I'm so excited that our Beyond the Building uh, listener uh, community was able to hear their story. This month, we are privileged to have a special guest for each week because I think testimonies become the platform to just really give God the glory. And today, our special guest is a phenomenal young man that um, lives in this area of Hocassin, Newark, Delaware, where I am presently. And I remember Carson Sellers, when you walked into our church at Trinity Community Church with your brother, I was kids pastor, and I was teaching on Jacob and Esau that day and trying to explain to these little kids what twins are. And then in came this family who had twins. And so it was, you guys were kind of like, hi, welcome to our church. And you suddenly became the novelty. And I put like props on you and you stood in the front of the classroom and you <laughs> were instantly our show and tell for the day. So, so Carson, for myself as the, the children's pastor that I'm sure you don't even remember, but I remembered you. I just want to welcome you and thank you for being on Beyond the Building. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. You know, I, I hear this, Carson. I want to welcome you too. Uh, thanks for being here with us today. But I just I just can't uh, stop smiling about the fact that God brought you into the church on the day they were talking about twins. <laughs> and I just feel like that is the way that God moves in our stories so many times where he just gives us these clear indicators that we're where we're supposed to be or, you know, at the moment that we're in. And um, first, is this your first podcast? Yeah, it is. It is. I'd I'd like to thank online gaming for giving me some experience talking to people over the internet, but that's about it. <laughs> well, there you go. That's one positive thing there. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so it's your first, it's your first podcast and mm -hmm. I'm sure there will be more to come. Uh, but I, when we were talking before we started to record, it's just so interesting because this is airing on September 11th, which is 9-11. And when I just shared with you what date this was going to start out, you shared with us, um, a pretty amazing uh, fact about numbers that God has used in your story. So can you share that real quick? Yeah. So I've, I've been seeing 9-11 on the clock, I'll, pretty much it's mostly on the clock, but everywhere for maybe the past year and a half. And when the Lord, when I'm talking to the Lord about sharing my testimony, he shows me that number. And there's a verse in Psalm, it's Psalm 9-11 that says, sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion, declare among the peoples his deeds. And he just, he just has shown me that verse in correlation with sharing my testimony. And as I'm learning just experience or opportunities that he's creating for me to do so at the same time. So I think that was, that, and I know that wasn't a coincidence. No, no. It's, it's just honestly so amazing the way God orchestrates events. Right. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. he's given you uh He's given you the scripture from Psalm 911. He has you here on 911 sharing your story. And so mm -hmm. I I know, I'm confident that what you're going to share from your heart as the Holy Spirit leads today is going to be to sing praises to him 
right? right? That he's going to get the glory and that the nations are going to hear about this. It's going right. to go to the ears that need to hear it. So I feel mm-hmm. like that Psalm is even speaking right to this moment that we're living in as we have this conversation. Mm-hmm. So I just want to thank the Lord for uh, mm-hmm. orchestrating this in this way. It's truly one of the moments from uh, podcasting, I think I'll never forget. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Amazing. Is, I love Laura, numbers. <laughs> Laura's a numbers person. She's all I she do. gets so excited about a number. So mm, I do, we, I we do. Just decide that you just made her week. Yeah, this, this is number. this is amazing. It is amazing. I can't really take the credit, but yeah. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. <laughs> Which Jesus. is why it's great. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. Well, I understand um from Sharon with Debbie uh that you have uh quite a faith journey. As we get into this a little bit more, I, I knew some of the beginning of your story, but I know that there is so much that has happened um since I was in the loop there. Um, so let's just start out in this conversation by um, sharing with us anything that would help us to get to know you better. Like what what can you share with us that would tell us who Carson Sellers is today? Yeah, so I'm currently 24. I live right over the Maryland line in Elkton. I think I spend more time in Delaware though because UD is so close and it's so nice over there. But yeah, my I started out in a family of five. I have two siblings who are both married now, and my twin brother actually has had his first kid who's about 16 months old, so Aww. that's been a recent development, but yeah, we we have been through some serious battles, and the Lord has used it to mature us, and without giving too many spoilers away, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really, he's really used it, even the rocky parts, to bring us closer, so Mm. I get to see him all the time and, and it's one of the many things I'm thankful for, but yeah. Awesome. Carson, what are you studying at UD? Oh, I'm not studying at UD, but I. You're down at UD? Yes. It's, I do still spend a decent amount of time over there because there's just so much to do and, Mm -hmm. and people to talk to. It's one of my favorite things is just talking to people, getting, learning their names. Okay. And so, yeah. So you are close to where the uh, Kiefer's live, right down the street. Oh, you okay. you also close to where they have that great dairy, um, the ice cream bar down at UD. Oh, you <laughs> might, might not want to tell me about that. I'm uh, yeah, yeah, maybe you, maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> you know, it's incredible. You're such a young man, and yet you have. I'm sure you have feel like at times you have lived a lifetime of growing experiences for your faith. We're gonna get to that shortly, but your faith started someplace and I know your parents love Jesus. So what can you tell us Carson about your walk with the Lord? Like, do you recall a time that you accepted Christ as your savior or how would you answer this question in all your conversations with people? Tell me about your relationship with Jesus, Carson. What would you answer to that question? Yeah, I do actually remember when I accepted Jesus, I, I grew up in a home with parents who knew the Lord and wanted to teach that to their kids. So I heard about them talking. I heard about them talking to the Lord, and and I remember I was actually in UD because we used to go there all the time to ride bikes. And I just, in the middle of our bike ride, I asked my dad if he could show me how to accept Jesus into wow. my heart. It was when I was seven. When I was seven. Wow. And he's like, he, you know, he talked to me just to make sure that I knew what it meant, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm insistent on it. So, so he led me to accept Jesus into my heart. And that's when I, you know, that's when I received salvation. That's when I was stamped. But I, I also remember uh, a distinct time when I was older and it was, it was during a lot of health challenges where 
I had I learned a lot of things. I had heard my mom speak about a lot of things. I had seen testimonies and whatnot online, but there was really a time period where I recognized that the Holy Spirit's help that there was a level of my choice that needed to happen. And so I also look at that as really significant along with accepting him when I was younger, because I went from just in a sense, riding on the faith of other people and on um, their beliefs to what, what do I believe? You know, what do I believe and what am Mm -hmm. I going to carry with me forward? And am I, am I going to hold on to the things that I was taught? So that was, that was definitely somewhere in my teenage years probably probably 14 to 16 somewhere so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i love that i think there's that that time in your teenage years where you do make that decision right you draw that line in the sand and yeah. i'm similar I, I accepted the lord when i was real young but when i was 15 i was like this is mine i'm owning it mm-hmm. and so i hear you on that um i remember uh being on staff with debbie at, at the church in delaware there at trinity so many years ago and uh so many weeks months carson mm-hmm. uh the team at the church you were you were a a prayer request right we prayed mm-hmm. for you fervently for sure um i remember talking to your dad and i also as we're talking here remember that i used to follow your mom's blog as she was blogging mm-hmm. yeah, that's about right. about your health um challenges that we're going to talk about and uh to when debbie was sharing with me you know have you have you seen carson sellers you know i just <laughs> honestly the the joy that mm-hmm. brought to my heart and i you know sometimes this was a long time ago for me mm-hmm. at least i mean it was at least 7 8 years ago i guess and when you pray and pray and pray and then i move away and i don't get to see the rest of the story or the answer and sometimes we don't get to see that till eternity mm-hmm. i or to know the rest of the story because we're not in the picture anymore i just am so overwhelmed with gratitude to be on this uh podcast with you because i get to see you and i get to it really does feel kind of surreal that here you are you are the one that we not we're only we for. were praying for but like so many people were rallying in prayer behind you so as we get into your story here um can you share with us you know whatever de- detail you want to what was your health situation back in 2011 uh what was the crisis um you've already talked about the fact you've been in some battles like what was the, how long did that go on and your time in the hospitals um you know what what would you share with us if you were to tell us what that looked like back for you in 2011 yeah, it it definitely started when I was when it was probably around this time, twenty eleven, mid mid or August, and I it started out with just us thinking that I got some sort of food poisoning, and it only ended up worsening from there. So in January of twenty twelve, I was diagnosed with a digestive illness, and they diagnosed me with Crohn's. And basically what I was having was a ton of internal bleeding, a ton of pain and not really any, barely any ability to keep in nutrients. So I was losing a lot of weight and it just spiraled out of control to the point where we, it didn't take too long for us to realize that it wasn't food poisoning. And so from there it was, man, I got to think of how much detail I want to go into here because Mm -hmm, it's tough, mm -hmm. but but yeah, I ended up pretty much in and out of the hospital for the next six years. So until about 2017, 2018, I, I lost, I mean, I was a healthy kid up until this point. I was, I was 12 years old when this started and I lost all quality of life. I was uh, isolated from my friends at school. I 
I, and I dealt with so many more things. I had to get blood transfusions at certain points. I had to get iron transfusions at certain points. I was on pretty heavy pain medication on around the clock. And the only medication that ever really helped me was it's called prednisone. It's a, it's a medical steroid that it's, it's an entry level medical steroid that they will give you if you have like for most types of inflammation, when you go in the ER, just, just to stabilize you until they figure out what to do with you. So it's not something that you're supposed to stay on long-term, but it's the only thing that ever stabilized me. So all of the drugs, all of the ideas they had, all of, even my mom and my mom and dad, and I tried a whole bunch of natural treatments, all of these things, they didn't really touch it. And so I would, they would put me up on a high dose of prednisone and then you have to, you have to wean off of it because you're not supposed to stay on it for a long period of time. So as I weaned, I would, I would be discharged. I would go home and I would get a whole lot worse again when I weaned off of it. And so it was pretty constant cycle of in and out of the hospital for about six years, all kinds of procedures just to try and see what was going on in there, trying to see maybe what they could do to help. But nothing that they gave me really touched it. And actually, I ended up reacting really badly to a lot of the medications. Even when they told me I wouldn't or I shouldn't, my body would develop antibodies to drugs like Remicade. I tried Humira. I tried, I mean, they even wanted to try combinations of drugs, just anything, anything that they could. And, and I actually reacted really poorly to a lot of them. So Mm-hmm. So all the way to about 2017, I was in this loop of, it was pretty, pretty terrible. It was, <laughs> I don't really want to compare it to hell, but it was pretty hellish to, mm-hmm. to be in that, uh, especially mm-hmm. as a kid, as a teenager. And yeah, and yeah. that's just part of it. But wow. yeah, I ended up in the next four years, I, uh, the, one of the last things that they do is they'll try surgery. So they'll disconnect your intestine from your colon to let cause cause it so that nothing moves through your colon and maybe it can rest. And that didn't really help my pain that much. And mm-hmm. so eventually they they did in 2018, they removed my colon completely. Mm-hmm. So and that actually helped me enough to be able to stay at home, which it what that is that was a big deal. And it meant my the pain that I was in pretty significantly for those 10 years, it it did go down measurably but it was even then it's I still was in so much pain I still was it still would keep me up from sleeping I still wasn't really out of the house Mm. so so yeah wow they such extreme circumstances for a teenager yeah and and you uh, you're you're walking through it your family is walking through it your siblings or it doesn't just affect you it affects the whole family Um, and I'm sure that along those journeys there were some huge challenges for your faith in the, in the midst of this, asking the questions like, where is God in the midst of this? And I remember the way your mom would write in that blog about grappling with faith, you know, like it wasn't just this sugar coated kind of blog. She was really pouring her heart out, but she would always return back to this is what your word says, God. And we hold, you know, we hold that in front of us. But I have to, this new faith that you have, right? The one you're owning for yourself is is t- going through the fire at this point, I'm sure. So what were some of the specific challenges if you can remember that you experienced along that way? And, and then you, in the midst of those fiery times, you start to discover the tools that God has given you 
to be able to uh, reach out when you need comfort or an encouragement or just, you know, you're watching the rest of the world kind of move forward and you're not leaving the bedroom. You know, it's kind of like, where are you, how are you managing with the tools God's given you? And I, and I have to believe since this whole month is on prayer too, where did prayer play a key role in your life during this time? So however you want to answer all of that. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I have to start with my mom because she, like I said, I grew up in a Christian home and my parents, they knew about the Lord. They knew to follow the rules that were in the Bible, but they didn't really have relationship with the Lord. They didn't really know his voice. Well, they hadn't, they didn't really know that the Lord really wanted that for them. And so when when this all started before they even really got to that place of knowing the Lord very intimately, he spoke to my mom and told her that we weren't not supposed to believe the doctors when they said it would be a permanent thing for me. Mm. And so from that point, my mom especially held on to that with everything she had. And she, and I have to start with her because she got into this mode of, this is happening to my son and I can't just coast along knowing about the Lord anymore. I have to know what's true. So she, she basically turned and sought the Lord with everything she had. She read the Bible constantly. She prayed constantly. She read books. She watched testimonies. She, she started seeking the Lord with everything that she had and she hasn't stopped since then in all of 12 <laughs> years. That, and it's, it's, and I would say that she is the main first tool that the Lord used in order Mm. to build my faith, because she would remind me of what the Lord said. And she would share, she would find these testimonies of other people that experienced healings and other ministries that pray for healings and actually see them. And she would share testimonies with me, videos and, and, and posts on Facebook. And, and she would pray things over me and share what she was reading in the word. And so She's definitely the first thing that I think of when I get asked this question, because she really definitely her faith and her her stand to seek the Lord with all her heart and what she was learning carried me through those first three years. And and that was one of the main decisions when it came to the point of me recognizing my choice to keep pursuing this myself is I I take what the Lord has shown me through her and I either put it to the side or I hold on to it. And and I definitely held on to it. Um, and I, I will also say that I know that the Lord throughout this whole process really protected my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was talking to a friend recently just about my testimony and sharing it with him in detail. And, and he works with people counseling and different things to help with mental health. And, and I was sharing with him that I never really struggled with depression. I never really struggled with bitterness and, and even things that a lot of people expect through such a harsh health journey. And I, I recognize that that was the Lord protecting my mind because mm. here I am as this, as this young kid and, and, you know, my, everything that I knew really before this illness was taken from me. And, mm-hmm. and so, and he just, his response to me was that's unheard of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, like there's no going around it. I know, I know it was the Lord and I recognize that he gave me enough hope every single, just like for the day, gave me enough hope every day to keep going. And, and so I stood on my mom's faith a lot. And then when it came to choosing what I was going to do, I, I continued in that I held on to it. And I, I just, 
the Lord through my mom built this openness in me and in really our family, like we're going to believe what the Bible says, you know, we're going to believe what the Bible says about healing, how Jesus died for our health and he died, his by his stripes were healed and, and all of these verses that you can find in the word about healing and, and, you know, choosing to believe that what we see even the Lord doing through other ministries is him and is for today and is something that actually is happening. And it just, it just built upon it because there was an openness there mm -hmm. for for faith to be built and and i will say just even to conclude this the lord definitely used other things i i spent a lot of time watching videos and things to make keep me laughing and 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 i i did that a lot for a lot of years and and overall you know i've even learned now that not all the things that i watched and i i looked at were the best things for me and but but I also know the Lord used them and there was grace and, 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 you know, used them to keep me from focusing so much on what was going on. And, and, mm -hmm. and if you look at a big picture, it doesn't seem like such a healthy thing, but one thing that my mom, one thing that the Lord told my mom was, you know, nothing is wasted. Like even all these mm -hmm. years that he's just been watching, mm -hmm. watching things on YouTube to keep his mind off of what's going on and keep it like nothing is wasted. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just thank him so much for his grace for that because, you know, he, he gives us, he does miracles, but he also gives us physical means of walking through things. And, and, you know, you can look at that as, Hey, I shouldn't need this. Like it's weak to need this or whatnot, but there are certain things that come down to our relationship with the Lord, him knowing what we care about and him caring about what we care about. And, mm -hmm. and so it's just a variety of ways that the Lord works. Amen. Mm. Wow. There's so much there. Um, <laughs> and I'm so grateful for all of that. I love the fact that God protected your mind through that, that season, yeah. because so many times when uh, we are going through something physical, man, that's where the enemy wants to attack mm. us right in our thoughts. And yeah. then we know that our heart goes after our thoughts and our feet follow after our heart. So, um, I think that's amazing that God brought you through that. And that really is the place where you do solidify, what am I going to believe? Right? right. What am I going to believe? And I love the fact you have a praying mom because mm -hmm. yeah. that is the desire of my heart to be a praying mom too. So yeah. And she, um, ne she, uh, she sorry. never, like, she would rarely go home. She's the one that stayed with me in the hospital all those years. She's mm -hmm. the one where, you know, there were some times where we were traveling, you know, to New York for a treatment to, we went to Montana to get some antibiotic treatment mm -hmm. just all different things. And she was always the one that went with me and she, I mean, she prayed for me, but she did so many physical things to help me when I just felt like mm -hmm. the smallest things were hard to do. And, mm -hmm. and it's just, yeah, she's awesome. Amen. Mm. Amen. All right. So now we are talking to you right in 2023 and, uh, clearly there's been a, a healing that has taken place here. Um, so I feel like we have, a quite a few years here. Tell us, you know, I know you shared on Facebook about a healing, um, tell us, you know, I just, I feel like, honestly, I don't know this part of the story. So I just want to hear like, what did God do? How, how do we, how is this that you are the Carson you are today, whole and healthy uh, after what you walked through? Yeah. So, um, whew, yeah. So I, like I said to you guys earlier, I, I went through that final surgery in around 2018 and still for about three and a half years, I was still in a lot of pain. My schedule wasn't constant. I was still stuck at home a lot. I didn't really have much energy. I mean, it was even hard to eat still. And, and, but the whole time, even, even since the point, and one, th one major thing that I didn't yet mention is 
since the point when the Lord told my mom that, that we weren't just supposed to believe that it would be permanent. He, he was consistently throughout the whole process of those 10 years building my faith and my mom's faith and our family's faith in just the reality that I would be healed. Uh, and, and not just, you know, not just when I get to heaven, but actually on this earth. And that, that was actually what he wanted for me uh, because there are certainly a lot of people that don't know that, that his mm -hmm. desire is for that. And that's one of the reasons why Jesus did what he did. And mm -hmm. even why his, why his sacrifice was so torturous just for the mm -hmm. sake of us, like for the sake of every single infirmity and type of death mm. and decay being covered. Mm. And so we were learning throughout the 10 years and just allowing the Lord to grow our faith in that. And so even, even by the time that it was time for me to take my, for them to take my colon out, you know, they think that this is a big permanent decision. Like you're never going to have a colon again. And by then I knew I was so confident that the Lord was going to heal me and even give me a new colon that I, and combined with the fact that it had been hurting me this much for the last 10 years that I, it wasn't such a hard decision. Mm. And, and so I just wanted to include that because, because that, that is, it's not something that you just, you know, try really hard to believe it's something faith is that thing that the Lord really builds over time, but it's, it's not some sort of impossibility when you see, you know, testimonies like this, or you see, you know, David in the Bible slaying Goliath or whatnot after his, like he's gone through a lot of process, but the Lord really does bring people here, here if they are willing. Mm -hmm. And so, so the next three and a half years, I still dealt with a whole lot of those health issues and it got to be around, no, it was the end of November, 2021. And I, it was just this day when, my schedule had come around to be to where I could go to the night service at church. And so I, I did feel the Lord put on my heart even to make more of an effort with just basic hygiene things like washing my face and things before I go. And, and I was, I was frustrated because even with those things, they felt like such heavy things to do when I didn't feel so good. And, and so when I got to church that night, it's, it was a Tuesday. So we have prayer services on Tuesday. And I got called on to pray and man, I just bawled in front of everybody. <laughs> I was like, just crying out. That's all I had on my heart was, Lord, how much longer is this going to be? You know, how much longer is this affliction going to go on? Because I believe you to heal me. I just don't know when. And there's a, one of the pastor's daughters, her name's Yvonne. She saw, uh, she told me later after I got down from praying that she had seen a vision of Jesus hugging me and telling me it is done while I was praying. And, um, wow. so for the next, yeah, the next two months, December and January, uh, into 2022, um, he took almost all the pain that I had been in for 10 years and I started being able to change my schedule. So I was sleeping during the night, little by little. Wow. And it wasn't, it wasn't like all that once thing he, he changed it over time and we would just notice like my mom's like, Oh, he's, he's starting to sleep at night. You know, she's like mm -hmm. in awe. And, and he, at that time, at the beginning of the year, he gave me some physical things too. Like he, he let me know uh, that specifically pepper in food was causing me a lot of pain. And, and another thing was just, we have certain stools at our counter that we sit on that it was actually hurting my stomach the way that I was sitting on them. So, mm -hmm. so he just showed me a few, a few na uh, natural things that I could do to minimize how much pain I was in and how much it would uh, keep me from doing things. And mm -hmm. so 
all throughout 2022, I started being able to do things that I couldn't do before. So I, once we realized I was sleeping at night, that was the only thing keeping me from taking driver's ed. And so I, they were still doing it online because of COVID. And so I did all the classes because I could make it, you know, I was awake during the day. I could make it to all the classes. I, I did all the classes. I even shared with the class about what the Lord had like done to get me to there. And my teacher was really cool about it and let me pray for them. And, <laughs> wow. and but it was just, it was amazing. And, and even it's just a whole chain reaction of things. Cause as soon as we realized, Hey, I'm going to actually finish driver's head. My dad and I started looking for a car and um, I got, I got my own bank account, which is a big piece of independence that mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been mm-hmm. waiting a long time to be able to do. And it made me feel that much more like an adult, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we found me a car. And when that happened, I, I was, I started thinking about work because I have now had transportation. I could mm-hmm. drive and, and even just the way the Lord worked that out was amazing because my dad helps people with real estate. And I met this person through my dad and then he was looking for someone part-time at that exact point when I called him. So <laughs> wow, it's just, it's just so, so many chain reaction of awesome things. I, I got to start working and, and this is another, another really huge thing that happened soon after I started working was, so for almost almost those 10 years, I was also believing that I'd be able to start eating normally again, that I'd get to eat out at restaurants again, because I I had a lot of just things I had to avoid. I mean, it got to the point where I was eating basically five or six plain foods. And I had to be careful about what oil things are cooked in. And I had to avoid most spices and I couldn't even eat fruit. I mean, it was, Mm. it was crazy. And, and and soon after I started working, I was on my way home from work one day and the Lord nudged me to stop at a restaurant that I always pass on the way. And so my first thought was, what, does he want me to go in there and pray for somebody or something? <laughs> and and so I my, my house is only two minutes away. So I'm like, Lord, okay, I'm just going to put this on the shelf and wait for your clarity on this. And as soon as as I drove home and pulled into the driveway, it just hit me like, maybe he wants me to eat. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, so I pulled up the menu on my phone and I mean, he even gave me peace about what to order. And it was this like full on barbecue sandwich with like all kinds of things on it. I mean, and he would not let me, every time I try to think about, Hey, maybe I should ask them to remove certain ingredients. He'd stop me. He'd stop me. He's like, just order it and eat it. I had such a peaceful feeling from him. And so I'm, I, I went back over there and I'm sitting in this restaurant, just enjoying some like amazing tasting food, just, you know, and everyone's acting so normal around me. <laughs> like, mm. they don't, like they don't know the magnitude of what's, what's going on right now. But right. I, it's like, I just got to sit there and eat that amazing sandwich with Jesus, you know, in a restaurant that I've been waiting to do for, I mean, 10 years. And, and on top of that, I was just asking him. I was like, Lord, is this a one, is this like a gift, like a one-time thing or are you? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I want to say it was either the next morning or or one morning after that, he basically just showed me that. And it's funny because I, I was fixing eggs, like very plain eggs, and I don't really like eggs, but it's one of the few things that I could eat. And he just showed me like, you can stop doing this now. <laughs> like, like you can start eating, like you can start eating oh. whatever, whatever you wanted. Like there was, there's this song 
that I my mom used to play for me all the time as a kid. And it's it's about waking up to the Lord's glory. And and there's a verse in it that says, um, he's basically saying all the things that he's not seeing. So he's saying, I'm playing a Game Boy sitting in the middle of the Grand Canyon. And the Lord, yeah, the Lord yeah, yeah. reminded me of that verse. Yeah. And he's like, you're he's like basically you're cooking these eggs in the middle of the Grand Canyon of food now. Yeah. And so so he's like, you can eat whatever you want. So that very same day, I'm like, Mom. <laughs> yeah mom and so we went we went um and that was one of the uh pictures on my post actually is we went mm. to a mexican restaurant on that uh -huh. same day with my mom mm. and she, you know she she has a lot of faith but so she's like she was you know if i'm sure about it she's like okay then let's do it but she's like are you sure mm. <laughs> and then i can imagine you take a bite you take a bite and then she's looking mm. at you like carson are you okay <laughs> like is this real that's amazing. Oh my God. So, yeah, that there's, is so there's amazing. even been more things since then, but it's just been it's just been a whole chain reaction of just being able to do so many things that I had been believing for, but just wishing for and and dreaming about, and mm -hmm. and it's just been so awesome. Because so. it because it was done, it was finished. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that verse. Oh my um, goodness, I'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living is coming mm. back to my mind as you're as you're mm. telling your story, and I love. Uh, I mean, I love everything about the way that God has been working in your story there. This is a long time, you know, and, and we're, mm -hmm. we're talking about faith here. We're talking about when you pray. I mean, you're 24 years old and this was, this was a significant part of your life. And this just, yeah. you're, you really just saw this come to, you know, completion in 2022. This is 2023. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, this is all uh, just, man, you are just living in it. And that is so, so good. And I love the fact that, um, when you heard the word, right, that it was finished and someone shared this word with you, you know, faith is, you know, an, an action word mm -hmm. and you, you put your feet to what you believe in your heart. And so, um, I feel like since you heard that word, as I hear your story, it's almost like God opens up a door and you walk into it mm -hmm. and then, and it's been a progression to the place where you are, you know, standing or sitting today where you've got another door, another door, try the sandwich, <laughs> move through this door, get your, I mean, the whole thing, sleep, you're going to be able to sleep more. That leads to the next door of the driver's license that leads to the next door. And I think sometimes when you're going through a hard thing and I've never been through something, you know, like your walk, you walked through, but when I've been going through hard things, sometimes it's like, all right, like I just went through that door and I'm still not seeing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but it's like, no, here's the next door, just keep walking. And so I, I think that, uh, I think that when we're going through a trial, sometimes it's hard to say, I mean, it's easy to say, you know, I'm just no more doors, right? I'm just, right. <laughs> I'm done. But you had a promise from God, mm -hmm. you know, and when you have a promise from the Lord and you hold on to it and you trust him with all your heart for him to work it out in his way, right? That's the faith journey that you were on. And that mm -hmm. is what's brought you to where you are today. And so I know that, um, you know, we learn things like this in the super hard places in life. And I'm sure that some of our listeners today are in really hard places in life and their stories. Um, what would you say um, as an encouragement to those who are listening and, and are walking through that hard journey and God is wanting to develop faith in them? Yeah, I would. Hmm. That's a really good question. I think, I think it's really important in terms of if you're in a health journey, to recognize and and even just inquire with the lord about the extent of what jesus paid for on the cross because the enemy definitely profits off of our ignorance <laughs> to mm -hmm. the fullness of what he paid for and 
and you know you if you don't necessarily know the nature of god to want healing for you or you don't necessarily know um his the level of love he has for you if you if you feel like he's kind of indifferent towards you it does put a it does put an obstruction on like how much you can believe for in terms of like even if you just believe like the lord can heal me but i don't know if he will i mean it, it will eventually you hit a wall of i can't really believe for more than this you know and so i definitely would say that relationship is with the lord is the key to everything because that's really how the lord made it like in order to know his nature in order to know the secrets of his heart in order to know the depth of what he wants i mean whether it's for healing or whether it's for something else you know uh, your mind i know there's a lot of people um, struggling with their in their minds and and mental process you 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 know you have to have that anchor of the like the lord's love for you of how much um, he has paid for you how much authority you have you know to to cast down imaginations and and fight spiritual warfare and Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, like we, you don't, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard, and maybe many of your listeners have heard things like this. You don't, you can't really necessarily fight an enemy that you don't know is there, but, right. but in relationship with the Lord, you, he is the light. You, you have that, you have them exposed to you and then you mm-hmm. can fight them. And it's not, it's not that we were experts at this in the first year of believing for my healing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a whole, every step you take, whether it's trying another physical treatment, um, whether it's you know, going to another appointment, even though you know the doctors aren't going to see anything wrong or mm-hmm. or aren't going to, you know, offer you any new solutions. And it's just the only path that you have. I mean, in those moments, you it's really important to know the word, what the word says about that. It's really important to know, you know, that you are on the right path. And, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's something at work, you know, sometimes the enemy will throw something at you where 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 you get accused of something that you didn't do or whatever. I mean, in those moments, you have to, you have to have a confidence of the Lord sees me. He knows that I have stayed on his path and Mm -hmm. there's no way that this path is going to end in a pit that I fall into, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So, so yeah. I picture you, I picture you, Carson, I keep, I'm listening to you share. I'm watching you on zoom as we record this. And I keep, um, I keep hearing this phrase that your roots have gone down really deep. And mm-hmm. I think of like an oak tree, right? That that for how long it takes for those roots to go down really, really far so that that mighty oak can spring up tall. Then there's big plans that God has for your life and they're going to need deep roots, yeah. you know, to be able to withstand um, the big call that's mm-hmm. on your life. And so I just want to encourage you that, that part of those 10 years was letting those roots go down deep so that you can handle what he is going to call you to um, because you have gained your confidence in him, mm-hmm. not in yourself, but in him. And um, like your mom said, he wastes nothing. Yeah, He knows exactly how long it would take to get you to that place where the upward growth really begins, spreading your wings, expanding things. And I, I, I know that recently you went to Nigeria. I remember reading that and thinking, what Carson went out of the country, <laughs> like to where there's really risky food, like like it's not in your little, you know, your container of five food groups, right? And um, so you went to Nigeria. That is certainly spreading your wings and mm-hmm. and an outreach. So what what was that about? How long ago? And what can you tell us about your experience there? Yeah, so it it did take a few months of preparation in terms of just 
with our church, you know, it was a bigger group. So, so they told us somewhat ahead of time and it was really in the form of my pastor being like you three, cause my mom and dad went to, so they're like, pray about going to Nigeria, which basically means the Lord already told me that you're going to Nigeria and you need to be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, but I mean, I just, I've been so looking forward to going to Nigeria. Our, I'm part of a church called Ignition 633. We were in a house for about six years, and now we're currently over in Elkton. And and they, I just consider them my family. I've, I've done so much with them. They've warred so much for me. The Lord's mm-hmm. brought them around me when I was dealing with all the health stuff. And, and so we've actually been over in Nigeria for some years now. And we have, we call it a campus over there. It's like some part of it is walled off because there's security things that need there. Some part of it's out in the open where we do farming and whatnot. But but we've been over there for a while. And and so we have these Nigeria calls, which they're five hours ahead. So it's one o'clock for us, but it's later for them. And so I've actually gotten to know some of them, some of their voices and talked a little bit to some of them even before I went over there because they would be on the Nigeria call. And and for years, I mean, even even our pastor and our family and has just been believing that I'm going to be able to come, go over there one day. And so it was a long time coming when he said this to me. And I I just I mean, I, I just came to the conclusion that I was supposed to go. <laughs> it was it was pretty obvious. I was like, mm-hmm. Lord, you you gave me this opportunity and I, I know it's the right thing to do. And I know it push it moves your kingdom forward. And so I was so excited about it. I, I have been waiting for that for years. So that's definitely one of my dreams of being able to go over there. And and so we did that in the end of June to the beginning of July. It was about a two-week trip. Some of it takes travel takes up a decent amount of time. So I was there for about eight days and and it was just it was just really amazing. I, I mean, even the experience of of the flight and whatnot was fun for me because I had it's been so long mm-hmm. since I was able to do that. You know, I didn't have to think about all how the health things are bringing tons of food or mm-hmm. and so so yeah I have to say that there's so many precious people over there mm-hmm. and there's a small amount of them that live on the campus that are from the community but there's a large amount of people that we 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 employ and so you see the same people every day that you're there and you and so one of my favorite things was just getting to learn their names getting to talk to them getting to ask them their stories and and pray for them and make them smile. And, and I got to, I don't know if you guys know what disc golf is, but I got to teach Mm -hmm. them that. Mm -hmm. And it's basically just golf, but you're throwing Frisbees into baskets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not really, it's, I I would say it's most popular in North America and Europe. So there's a lot of countries that don't even have it or don't even know about it. And so I got Mm -hmm. to teach them that, but that's cool. But it's just, Definitely the main one of the main reasons I was there was just for the people and and getting to meet everyone that I talked to over the phone and and share my testimony with them and and pray for them and and there's just a lot of people over there also that are in a lot of need and so we go to some of the camps where they're staying at and and get to help them and I, I got to I got to pray for some of them pray healing over them got to mm-hmm. sing with them and um, so it was just I mean. <laughs> There's a whole lot more to it, but that was definitely the most significant thing for me was just being able to interact with the people and 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 also just this is my first time out of the U.S. So mm-hmm. <laughs> just all around amazing, amazing That's experience. Awesome. So 
That is awesome. Carson, what are your dreams? What do you think God is speaking to you about your future? Because he is obviously not done with you yet. Yeah. Anything that you can share? I mean, again, there's timing on this. You don't speak things unless you're ready to share. (laughs) But but are there some dreams that God's placed on your heart? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I. I. Hmm. I like how you use the tree analogy, because when I look at the whole story with the mustard seed, you know, the reason I definitely see that the reason that he used a seed was just because the whole process of faith is to grow us into that big tree, right? It's not, it's not for our faith to stay in that little place, but it's a more of a, a constant, uh, growing into something more, growing into something bigger. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'd say, I've thought about learning to dance as one of my dreams, just because I used to watch it and, you know, watch some dance competitions, but I've also been dancing in worship more. And I know Mm -hmm. that the Lord will use that more. Um, You know, I definitely, I definitely want to get married at some point because that's something that I can think about more now. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really, I mean, the main thing is that I just want to keep on the path that the Lord has for me. You know, I want to fulfill his perfect will for my life. I want to keep growing in relationship with him and, and, um, you know, be able to share what he's, I mean, that's one of my favorite things is just being able to share what he's taught me with other people and, and bring them that truth that sets them free. And I would say a lot of my dreams also have to do with healing just because I'm so passionate about it. I I know that he's, it's not even a dream because I just, I know that whole entire hospitals are going to get, be healed at once. And, mm. <laughs> and one of my, one of the, the significant ones is definitely the children's hospital of Philadelphia. Cause that's where I spent mm. so much time. I just, I know that the Lord is going to do some amazing, like incredible miracles there, but I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. So <laughs> it's just, and I could go on. I mean, I, I, I I feel like there's so many things that I haven't really thought about, you know, that I can't because of the freedom that I have now that I can do. And I just, I definitely am working through some mental process, just getting out of the way that, ways of thinking that I had when I was sick and, and recognizing the, the freedom I have to do things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting a lot more dreams to come up <laughs> through that. Yeah. But. yeah. yeah. Amen. Uh, yeah. Amen. Well, as we wrap up, uh, Carson, I hear you say, you said freedom quite a few times in that last, at least two or three. And that was what was on my my heart, thinking about how to wrap up your story that you've just shared. Um, you know, God can use us no matter where we are in life, right? If we are in the valley or we are on the mountain, mm-hmm. but there is something freeing about having had the experience that you've just gone through when you have been believing and walking the hard and, and God takes you through it. Right. I don't know about you, but I just, I just want to throw my hands up in the air. Right. And, and and run. (laughs) That's how I feel when God takes me through something. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure you, you feel the same way. Like there's freedom in where you are right now. And so I think that's a great encouragement for our listeners as uh, we wrap up today. Uh, Carson's story is one of a very long struggle, but one that really grew his faith, right? And brought him to a place where he experienced the promise that God had given him. He experienced that full healing and he's Mm -hmm. living just now starting to live in that freedom. Well, as we wrap up today, uh, Carson, I've heard you uh, just use the word freedom a few times in what you just shared. And I am uh, just seeing and hearing the story of a young man who's gone through a really hard struggle, but your faith grew through it, right? You held on to the promise of God 
and you kept following what he told you to do. And so now on the other side of this really miraculous healing that God has brought you through, I just see this word freedom. And I don't know about you, but when I go through a struggle with God and he brings me to the other side, man, I want to make sure that my hands are raised in the struggle, but there's something when you get to the other side of the struggle where I just want to throw my hands up in the air and run after everything that God has for me right after what I've gone through in the process. And so um, we have just heard a tremendous story of faith, a tremendous story of healing, and um, a testimony from a young man that God has, uh, has done a great thing through. Your testimony is going to take you far, but there is so much ahead for you, Carson, that God has planned for you, right, that you have not even experienced yet. So Debbie and I want to thank you uh, really so, so mm -hmm. much gratitude in our hearts for you being here today, for allowing us to experience this side of the story with you and really for sharing this with our listeners who are going to also benefit from what you shared today. So thank you for being here, Carson. We truly appreciate you and your willingness to share. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All if right, you have, love. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you've been blessed by this today, please share it with a friend. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you again, talking to you again next week as we continue with uh, When We Pray. So God bless you. Thanks for being here and take care. We believe that God will use what we share to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.